2: Man, super, super interesting. So uh, I figured out why um, I like the markets so much. Um, I, I think about, like, the markets dominate my thoughts. And uh, I've, since I was young, like, it's, this isn't, like, new. Like, since I was a little boy, I, I've always been fascinated with the fact that you could use your brain uh, to make more money. And, you know, because like, I, I, I from a from a young age, the uh, the the harder of the labors was always instilled into me by my by my parents. Right. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. there's there's hard labor,
0: manual labor, manual labor. Manual yeah, labor. And, and
2: there's dignity in, in work, by the way. And so but I was like, how do we do this where it doesn't hurt the next day? You know, like but I always thought that it was interesting that you could apply uh, your brain and, and go ahead and make more money. And I, I think about that constantly, and the reason why I love markets so much, and I don't care how long you've been doing uh, stocks uh, you know investing or trading and look, let's separate it here a little bit. Um, I don't begrudge anybody who makes money, right mm-hmm. like if you whether you you bet you bet the farm on uh, gamestop earlier in the year and it turned out great sure. or Or you're the person that, there's a trader out there that uh, maybe Alex knows. I I always defer to Alex as the king of crypto. I'm not sure if he is or not. But uh, I just (laughs) just think, you know, I'll ask Alex (laughs) if he knows this. But like there's a dude out there that's made a billion dollars on Doge. Like the uh, Dogecoin, like when it was tense. Tenths of a cent, uh,
1: an
2: $8,000 bet has turned into over a billion dollars. And yeah, an $8,000 bet has turned into over a billion dollars. I find that stuff interesting. I certainly don't begrudge it. Wish it was me.
0: Has Uh, he cashed it in yet, though? Has he sold it? No idea.
2: The Doge is a mystery. But um, (laughs) always has. Always has been. But... uh, I think about how much there is to learn about the markets every year and it but it, it that goes to my person but where I was getting with I don't begrudge people how they make money. If you're just someone who was smart enough to buy things and hold them. Great. If someone someone might doggy and say well that doesn't take a lot of skill. No, it actually does. It takes the ability to have patience. Uh, and as Nick Sirianni would say, the head coach of Philadelphia Eagles, you got to let your roots grow where your <laughs> flowers are planted, <laughs> and so, uh, and so you know, other,
0: meaning you got to take your lumps and big losses.
2: Is that no, no? you gotta, you gotta, you gotta let your roots grow, and then eventually, what you've been nurturing will flourish into a beautiful uh, eight and seven flower. And so, um, or you can, if you choose to urban mire it and bump and grind, you end up with nothing. And so, uh, wow. and so, uh, <laughs> six, of one, half a dozen, the other. Yeah. But the reason why I like the markets so much is because there's something to learn and whether you're learning it about yourself, which is often, uh, I've, I've said markets are 90% psychology, like all the time. you Danny and I would, I would answer like 90, markets are like 90% psychology. You're fighting you. You have to do the opposite of what you want to do most times in the market. And I find that kind of study very interesting. I find the different ways to see the e, like how can I make, how can I make the act of trying to make money more easy for my eyes to see? And that's what draws me to the markets each and every day. To me, it's not a casino. I know some of you treated like a casino, you don't want to admit to it, but you feel the compulsion to trade every day. Like, like you need it, like you need a fix. And you're like, well, I'm not addicted to the markets, but you're addicted to the act of doing something. And that act of doing something makes you feel like you're, you're, you're positively affecting your net liquidating value. And that's what you have after you, your trades are closed and you've paid all the fees. That's your uh, net liquidating value. And your net liquidating value of life oftentimes isn't for the fact that you're taking action. And I like that about the markets. And I've often, uh, I don't ever, I've never perceived myself. Uh, Danny will insert a joke here, but I've never perceived myself to be the smartest person in the room. I, and as a matter of fact, I eschew it. Look at Danny; he can't.
0: He almost. he <laughs> took away my almost. thunder. Now it's no fun. Now it's <laughs> just now it's just kicking a dog when he's down. He I mean, it up; it's too easy. Could, could, couldn't help
2: doing? himself. I just know. I know. I've been around Danny too long, but uh, I eschew it because I want I want to learn. Like I, I, thirst for knowledge. I thirst for people smarter than me, um, and I thirst to want to learn what they've learned. So That's why are you
0: hanging around me so much? <laughs>
2: Right, that's why.
0: (laughs) Is is the silence? You tell me, Zach. (laughs) You (laughs) living at the altar of the master.
2: Oh, come on, come
0: on! I I, I refrained on the first one. That's true, but I I couldn't
2: let the second one pass. I was going to ask Zach if the silence was awkward after. (laughs) No, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So so I this this time of year is often. My favorite time of year to talk stocks and markets and the, the church of finance, the, the cathedral of finance, with you, stocks and market lovers, um, hmm. because I uh, I think there's a lot to be gained from this year, and uh, it's not hindsight. I don't like the act of hindsight. What you're going to hear today is like, well, Tim, of course it's all clear in hindsight. But I think you can use what we discussed today um, as I as I go into. Uh, I've got the video. We're taping the show Wednesday. Uh, December 29th mm-hmm. in the afternoon. A couple days early. A couple days early. Yes. Uh, I'm going to do I, I consider this almost two parts the podcast and then I've got the video this evening where I'll continue uh, with the uh, Wednesday sermon here so to speak but I think there's legitimate strategy that you can apply in 2022 to positively affect your your uh, your net liquidating value um, I think uh, there's some resolutions we can apply. I'm going to ask the fellows what their market resolutions are uh, coming up here in a moment. Um, I'm going to ask Danny what he thinks uh, j policy should be to ensure the smoothest transition from um, – really what we have are negative rates in this country. If you take inflation plus the low interest rates, you have negative, you have negative rates. Now, they're not stated as negative. Well, negative returns. Negative returns. Yeah, yeah, thank, yeah, yeah. You. Yeah, thank you. Thank uh, you. They're not stated as such. You know, we're not Europe over here, Daniel,
0: where they're actually truly negative. Yeah. <laughs> Our chocolate isn't as good. Um,
2: can't beat that Swiss chocolate, right? What, Hershey's? Hey, yeah. uh, no. <laughs> now, you know, interesting story about the Hershey's. Oh no, no. Oh, true story. I used to walk in the, work in the Hershey vault. So I grew up uh, not too far away. You know, look at that look. From Hershey, Pennsylvania? Really? <laughs> yeah, I grew up not too far away from Hershey, Pennsylvania. From Hershey about 45. Yeah, so yeah, okay. Hershey, uh, there's Hershey Foods, and then there's Hershey Park, the amusement park associated with uh, Hershey. And so um, they, I, I got a job there, like an internship in college for two seasons. And you, this is the mid-'90s, so you'd literally walk into a giant safe. Like it was a vault inside of the arena. If anyone's familiar with the area, it's the ice skating arena where Hershey Bears play. And you go in, you, you had to get buzzed in like a couple different doors, and then you'd get, and we would literally count a, a couple million dollars a night. The st- shift started like at four, three or four <sighs> o'clock, wow. and you would go till the money was done. Mm. And it, you know, on the weekends, a couple million dollars, all by hand, like they, wow. we had machines, yeah. but you had, to, you had to first sort it, and then uh, this is before plastic was so prevalent, and then uh, and the machine was a couple million dollars itself. I went to Starbucks, uh, when we did the Christmas tree hunt and hot chocolate rodeo with the kids and the person, they were switching out shifts and they or switching out drawers, whatever they do. And uh, I was, uh, the person behind the counter, I said, people still pay with cash. Like that was my very first question. She mm-hmm. goes, oh yeah, we do about $800 of cash a day. And I looked at her and she had a scale. Um, it was a scale. She took mm-hmm. the 20s. So fine that it And she read. put it on the scale and I looked at her and I said, that's how you're counting the money. She goes, yep. There's, a, there's, there's $600. I'm by like, weight? She counted it by weight. I, oh,
0: the scales are so fine now. I, yes. I, Pablo Escobar did it.
2: I, I, I'm like, <laughs> how do you account for the cocaine? <laughs> <I laughs> that's, that's,
0: that's not all he was weighing on yeah. the scales. <laughs> no.
2: Yeah. I think it's how, how do you account for different. the extra weight? <laughs> which, which, by the way, tell, I, I can't begin to tell you how dirty money is. Yeah, everybody, most people know this, but when you count it by hand for uh, a couple summers, yeah. uh, it is the most dirty yeah, thing. You get like grime on your hands. Oh, sweet baby Jesus.
0: builds now. immunity
2: man uh, well maybe, maybe maybe we got to go back and get that for the omicron yeah yep. but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah perfect hop
3: in our delorean yeah let's
2: go that. back let's get yep. that scum off my hands and, and put it into the mixer and yeah. uh, let's spin up a new mrna Called vaccine Boy's lab yep uh daniel stort labs yeah uh so anyway <laughs> I, I
3: invest in that company
2: <laughs> me too i would too <laughs> big on that hunter with the dagger yeah um <laughs> So but,
1: uh, he spiced up his vaccines with
2: his <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what is it? Well <laughs> it's cumin, pepper. it's cayenne peppers, right. it's yeah. some serranos, <laughs> some of my rub. Some of some of his rub and then a jalapeno to taste. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> not not an actual actual precise recipe, just, just something he whips up in a vat. It'll cure what ails you. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's Danny's spice rub and ivermectin. That's what's that's that's what's that's what's curing the coronavirus. It's a paste you apply. You don't even ingest it. You just rub it all over your body. Head on. Pfizer's <laughs> Pfizer's,
0: <laughs> Pfizer's applying for the patent. Yes. <laughs> the yeah, right. <laughs> Danny's spice rub. They rubbing. called me yesterday.
2: <laughs> Danny's Danny's meat tenderizer and corona killer. You heard it here first, folks. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Oh. Right, before I do Man, it if it worked, I'd be like that guy with the $8,000 Deutsche coin. Yeah. I'd be a billionaire. De- Dogecoin. Hey, coin, not <laughs> <a> Deutsch coin. <laughs> I said Deutsche coin. Doge no, coin. doge. 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 It's always different than what you're saying. Doge. You're
2: saying Deutsch. Deutsch bank. Du- yeah, no, it's Doge. 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 doge.
0: doge. <laughs> and that's your show, folks. <laughs> exactly. We're happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, take us out. By the, by the way, before we move on and before we forget, because I right. don't want, you know, it's kind of the circle of life. Um, Tim, you still have your armband. Congratulations. Mm. Tim just had a new baby. Oh, yes. yes. You still have it uh, on there. So baby. You still have the baby.
2: Yes, thank you. We they, still have, we still, we so still congratulations. And, you. and prayers congrats. for Don's family. His yes.
0: mom is, is very ill. Oh, so. yes. Absolutely. So.
2: Yep. By the way, we should probably... Uh, so listen, Stock Nerds, we're... Um, you don't, you don't. If not, if they're not getting made fun of, you're not loved. Uh, and so that is that's the typical guy code, right? If you're not, you and I are very loved. Tim. Yeah, yeah. we're very, very loved. loved. I don't know what Danny, <laughs> Danny made a. I can't see the the monitors, but Danny made a poignant thought about Don and his mother, and we're we're completely serious about that. But. When we were going on before the show, we were trying to figure out what picture to have on the screen for Don, and I don't know if there's a picture on the screen of Don when Danny made his heartfelt appeal for prayers there for Don's family. Uh, but. Well, I've got one now, but it's not the best. You know, I'll switch to something. Okay, I just amicable. wanted to get you out of a, out of a bind, <laughs> Zach. Yeah, I, I, appreciate I, it. I, you didn't see the Danny. You, I. No one sees the Danny Definitely heartfelt train. Yeah, and so I'm like, did because the picture we were discussing of using Don was either Don making a snowman or Don <laughs> in the New <laughs> you, Year's to Eve. To be fair, these are all good photos of. On oh I, okay I think, new yeah. year's baby he's got yeah. some good ones. Oh, if you're fair, listening to awesome. the show check us out on youtube and <laughs> fair enough okay yeah. so making money with the markets let me show you something that i find super interesting about the month of december here and i don't know how many people know this and i went and did the work myself because I, I i there's a force that's a little different in the markets right now i feel and so let me show you hormel here uh hormel let me get this let me get this on a year-to-date chart so i'm going to go daily chart here folks and here's here's what i want to Caution against um, warning, stock nerds. I'm going to be flipping through some charts here, and I'm going to be talking. And I apologize for all of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In advance. <laughs> In advance.
2: But if I lose you along the way because you're like, Tim, you're going too fast, or you keep flipping, I don't know what you're, 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 your thoughts are ahead of your charts or vice versa, just listen. You can always pause the video. <coughs> You can always listen. You can always stock Nerds email any one of us: uh, Tim Rivera said, Dan Rivera said, Don Hunter, Alex at Revere Asset or just call us eight five five Real Wealth. We're always here to to help you, even even during this holiday week. Um, but I want I want to show you something I find that's super interesting. So here's Hormel uh, from twelve one. So I've got twelve one kind of highlighted right in this zone here, and Hormel gets a little white bar chart there. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Hormel's up fifteen percent so far for the month. Okay. I, and, and so uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not just going to read. I'm going to do a bunch of stocks, here, but I'm just trying to make a point to set up my next point. Here's Procter & Gamble up 12% for the month. Danny Campbell Soup, which, I mean, this is not a healthy looking chart, right? Uh, up eight, 8% for the month. Uh, Colgate-Palmolive uh, up 12% for the month. Uh, XLP is up uh, 9.5% for the month. Those are the consumer, sta- uh, mm-hmm. consumer staples, staples, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. discretionary staples, mm-hmm. much different. Mm-hmm. Apple. So we'll, now I'll bring it back to most people's favorite stock. Apple, 8.5% for the month so far as of the 29th. Tesla, uh, down, down, almost 3% for the month. And so it, it, it had me thinking a little bit, like, how do you spot those turns, right? And there's a number of ways to do it. You can just use... Um XL like you could look at the um the stocks here, like XLU, okay, or uh you you know, I mean excuse me, not the stocks, the ETFs, ETFs. of the sector. Utilities. Thank yeah. you. XLU. You could just go through like the eight or nine major sectors. I mentioned um XLC. Oh, here's communications XLC. And you can see like XLC, just look at this chart. XLC doesn't look as good as XLP. And you're like, well, Tim, how would you spot that turn? And I and I always come back to you need a trigger like you could do um, an 821 cross here okay and so
0: and the relationship between the staples and discretionary y-
2: yes yeah yeah and so there's a lot of things you can do but you have to have a path to do them on and that brings me to what well, I'm going to lead off the resolutions so new my year's resolution. new year's resolutions and so my new year's resolutions is to trade trade much less and, and find only my, and, and just trade my specific setups. Are there exceptions to every rule? Yeah, you don't want to lock yourself into a box uh, that you can't maneuver out of. But what you're trying to do is limit your choices. And when you limit your choices, what you're actually doing is limiting your FOMO. And that's your fear of missing out. Because I mentioned the Dogecoin earlier, right? And when you see somebody is taking eight thousand dollars and made it a billion you're like well that's a bet i would make hey, but that's a bet in hindsight right mm-hmm. and so this time of yeah
0: $8,0 could go to zero in a day
2: there you go and so let me show you some of the some of the top stocks
0: i mean that is like red 34
2: yeah Relet yeah rail. yes that, <laughs> that's that's exactly He's the right.
0: one out of 50 that got it yes, yes. so perfect
2: some of the top stocks of 2021 okay like i mentioned uh, just now, the consumer staples are leading the month of December. Mm-hmm. Like by the way, that that's that's a hint. It's
0: not super super bullish.
2: That's that that's a hint that um, that it, our market's going to continue in that trend in uh, 2022. I present that to you for a couple of reasons because this is the first year since 2016 that the S and P has led the Nasdaq. Most people don't realize that. Uh, the Nasdaq is so powerful; it's such a powerful force. Those top 100 stocks that are got the best that make stocks, up the yeah. QQQ that this year has been different. 2022 stock nerd is going to be the first year since March, or excuse me, April of 2020 that there isn't stimulus in the markets. Say that again.
0: 2022
2: is going to be the first year since March of they going to be the first time since March of 2020 or April of 2020 that there isn't stimulus into the markets. And I'm talking consumer stimulus is gone. Like all of my,
0: what do you do, define your sti- the consumer stimulus? Those,
2: when? those checks that were being, sti-
0: okay. The, the checks the government sending to the individuals, got it. Yeah. Got this it, is got, the okay.
2: first year that there's going to be no business stimulus and no consumer stimulus that, if you don't think that's a big deal, uh, and, and by the way, what have we gotten for that stimulus? What what has that stimulus bought you? 2.1, 2.3% GDP down from 7? What has that stimulus got you uh, when I look at, uh, excuse me, AAL? The airlines, some of the biggest beneficiaries of uh, taxpayer stimulus, UAL. Uh, Southwest, uh, no love. Uh,
1: so it also brought the lowest labor participation rate since 1969. There you go. Uh can you repeat
0: that one more time, <clears throat> yeah. Alex? You economic lowest, guru?
1: Yeah, it brought the lowest labor participation rate since 1969. So
2: my my goals, my 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 one financial my one trading resolution is is to trade less. And I want to show you some reasons why here. I want to delve into this by using the top some of the top stocks of 2021 as my example. Okay, so and I'm going to use the Dow, the Dow, Danny, the 30 boring stocks, right? Oh, let's.
0: price hey, weighted. I got to I got, I got look at my notes.
2: <laughs> I had to do, I had to look at it normally. I can do all this off the top of my head because I've got the information down. But I need to look at my notes here. Let me look at MSFT here first. So I'm on year-to-date charts, and look, you can do this. Microsoft. Stock, yeah, you can do this. Um, just if your stock stockner set your drawing tool to, uh, sorry, set your set your set your drawing tool to stun. No, it's just uh, the little stick figure here. Okay, trend line. And then if you want to see how what stocks uh, are doing, you can just click, and then you just bring it down. And you're like, okay, that's the beginning of the year. And you can see that it, Microsoft is up almost 54% for the year. Okay. Well, how do you get a bunch of stock? Like, how can you find these stocks? This is what I'm going to – Danny, this is what I'm going to answer. I'm not just going to go over a bunch of stocks that went up in price and then go, oh, I in to, hindsight, I want to find those. Well, that, that helps nobody. I'm actually going to give the answer. And I'm going to show, I'm going to show stock and market lovers how to do it. And my goal is to trade this setup. I'm getting. I'm, I'm building to a crescendo. Okay. Okay. So Microsoft up in 2021, uh, 54 uh, percent. HD, HD, Home Depot uh, up uh, fifty, almost fifty-three percent. Goldman Sachs. Nobody likes Goldman Sachs. By that I mean their personalities. Forty-seven uh, percent. Uh, let's see. How about uh, UNH, United Health? Okay. United Health up forty-three percent. And now I'm going to step out of the Dow. Those are just the top Dow. But what what about a Ford, right? Everybody wants to find a Ford, right? Like a Ford up 143% for the year. Look at that chart, Danny. In
0: the lower left, upper right.
2: Okay. How about uh, uh, everyone's going to talk about energy this year. Um, Continental Resources, uh, one of the top gainers. There's a ton in the energy space. I literally just picked Continental. 174 well, for now. Yeah, because no.
0: they got crushed the a year before.
2: FTNT, yep. Yeah, FTNT. Uh, 138. Well, Danny brings up a good point. So should we just buy, which is known, by the way, as a dogs of the Dow type strategy. Mm-hmm. You just buy the beaten down names. You know, the, the, they have earnings and whatever. I don't know what the dogs of the Dow formula is. And you just buy the beaten down names. And I say, no, that's a terrible strategy because typically those, you know, there's a reason why these stocks are getting beaten down. What makes you think there's a rebound? I've got a better way to do this. And believe it or not, the answer came to me literally came to me through my email like i had i had the idea to craft this show and then uh one of our mutual friend i'll tell you off there i don't want to casey doesn't want his name uh discovered uh he sent me he goes i've been watching your videos and uh i've been um i don't know if he interacts with the um ipo club or not ipo club it's just a community of stock nerds and market lovers like yourselves they meet on zoom it's not like a not like a meeting just a place that they can post messages and stuff instead of Twitter, because Twitter's not user-friendly. And so uh, a couple people manage the group. Uh, that Anyway, it's just a nice community. Anyway, I, I don't know if he's on there. I think he's on there, but I don't know if he uh, shared this. But I'm going to share it with the world. I checked with him, and I can I can absolutely share this. And so he sent me a screen. And I was going to give one of my screens. Uh, but I'm like, no, I'm going to use this guy's screen. This guy's screen is great. And it's I think it's what... Uh, it's the antidote to this week. If, if you're at home because you're not, you know, you have off from work uh, this week, every financial show, every whether it's a podcast or uh, Bloomberg or CNBC or Fox Business, whatever you watch, uh, they're talking about stocks with the biggest gains. Right. And all that does is give you a FOMO. And then the next thing they do is they tell you, these are the stocks that are going to be the biggest winners of 2022. But the thing is, nobody was talking that Ford was going to be the biggest, one of the biggest winners of 2021, right? Mm-hmm. Remember all that mm-hmm. talk, Daniel? Well, yeah,
0: n- n- not only that, but you talk about those huge gainers in the Dow. The Dow was not up nearly, nearly that much. That means a couple of stocks in the Dow got crushed. Right.
2: No. Well, yeah. So, no, so no, no, right. some so, that went way up, so one need, went way down. You need, so now I'm going to get to the answer part. You need a way to, one, find the ideas because you don't know how they're going to turn out. Mm -hmm. See, this week is so difficult for so many stock, for people that love the stock market because it's everybody just trumpeting how great Ford, uh, Continental Resources, Fortune Net, how great these stocks performed. And you're like, oh, I didn't get any Ford. You know, like, I want to give you that path for 2022. And the path that I'm giving you is exactly how I'm going to be trading in 2022. I keep saying 2022, so I know what year it is, because I'll keep saying 2021, uh, about three months into 2022. So it starts with you have the idea. Like, let me just show you Ford. So here's Ford, and I have the trigger event marked as, do I need to zoom in, Danny, or can you see that? Uh, You need to zoom. Well,
0: I'm looking at it on a smaller screen. That's
2: all right. Here, I'm going to zoom into the beginning of the year. Like magic, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, you need a trigger event that gets you. So let's pretend that you found Ford through the screen. I'm going to offer stock, nerds, and market lovers. Just email me. Tim at Revere Asset. I'll send you the screen. It's good on Thinkorswim. If you're like, oh, I don't have a Thinkorswim account, open one. It doesn't cost a dime to open one, and you can get the ideas then whatever platform. Or send them to Danny, and Danny will trade them for you. And so, <laughs> uh, so you can see Ford here on a daily chart has this white bar. And that white bar, very simplistically, if you want the long explanation of everything that goes in that bar, uh, I'll introduce you to the IPO club. It's, it's, it's a 5-8 cross, okay? And um, you get the 5-8 cross, and then you start to get what is known as the moving average stack a couple days later, 5-8-21-34-50. And that starts the ascent of Ford. But this is a daily chart, right? And so this daily chart is incredibly tough for me. Because um, look at this, like y- you give up a lot, you know, you-, you start crossing below the moving averages. When do you take profits? Like that, all that stuff comes into play, right? And so, like, then I switched to, like, I've got Ford here from the beginning of the year, and you can always use these ATR charts, like we've talked about ad nauseum. I'm not gonna go into that because we have addressed that in my videos ad nauseum. Any questions on a stock nerds, 855 real wealth, Danny can interpret them for you. Uh, or Timorasseset.com doesn't matter. You can use that, but a daily chart in uh, the way the markets have been, it's sucking you into more trading, right? And so I come here. I go where can I find some peace uh, and some peace and quiet on say a weekly chart So I'm going to set this to year to date and can I find that same kind of action here? So here's a, here is Ford. There's two ways to look at this chart. You can say, okay, I'm going to buy off the 21. We have a call. 21 exponential moving average. Yes, thank you. Uh, The 21. Or I can wait till I get that 5A cross on what? A weekly
0: time frame but what that's so the 21 <clears throat> exponential is a daily and the 5 well are these week- both weekly? Week. these are all they're, weekly
2: they're okay. all weekly okay. okay. you're just changing the okay. time frame okay. Okay. okay so you can you can tra- you can look for that setup on okay. the weekly chart and look you're like well that's up 143% well what, what's the white bar from here to where we are currently that's about 60% if you just waited for it but you could you could have gotten it down here at the 21 like there's a number of ways to do it even though it's a weekly chart when people are talking these amazing gains that they're going to have in all these different stocks, and, and they, they, they're just reporting the news, right? Let's pretend they don't even have
0: them. Most of them don't. <laughs> you, yeah,
2: you have to hold those for the whole year. Some of these stocks you don't want to hold for a whole year. You want to be able to get off the train. And the easiest way to get off the train is, did I, on a weekly, did I close below the 21? If the answer is yes, it might be time to step off the train. If you close twice below the twenty-one on a on a daily chart, that's a good indicator to step off the train. You can apply uh, or apply, excuse me, apply forward logic by using the ATR charts and go third band on the daily or a weekly, it's time for me to really get out of it. Extend it or sell it. Yeah, half. exactly. Okay. There's a number of ways to manage it. But how do you achieve this level? Well, I instead of just giving you the screen first. I think it makes more sense to apply the logic to get you there. Some of these things you don't want to hold like let's look at um Peton. How did piton start off the year? Let's get it on this is a uh, this is a weekly chart. this is year to date. This is look, this is great. This starts out in a weekly flat base and then it just all goes to hell. Peloton's down over 100% for the year. I mean, do I have that right? Somebody like you know what I could do that. No, that's no. you that can't you right. can't be down over 100%. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> 77%, I'm sorry. 77. That, thank you. See Danny, that now I'm smarter. <laughs> <laughs> and so you Timmy, you can't be down over 100%. That's
1: that, good. That means you don't usually uh, typically short stocks. You usually buy into the long side. You, you can get up over hundred percent gain in the yeah. long side. That's the, why you're thinking like that. The, the
2: stock the stock stops at zero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, right? And so, uh, like, what, unless you're a hedge fund, yes, right? and you you were selling puts and or selling calls, excuse me.
0: You know, actually, actually, let me think about this. You possibly, <laughs> if you went on margin. And shorted yeah. on margin. Yeah. Theoretically, you could get a margin call, yeah. and they could make you bring up more money, and you could lose yeah. more than a hundred percent. That's, that's Yeah. Now. Well, that's
1: what happened with GameStop.
2: And that's what happened yeah, with yeah. Uh, Green Mountain Coffee Roast a couple years ago with that guy. Well, with a cash run,
0: account, he you know? can. Okay. So,
2: so the, not every, so like, how do you avoid a peloton? And how do you find more forts, Fortunettes? And how do you? I don't even know if it's the word staying in there longer. It's understanding the trend and like just because you like if you got off the trend in Ford because it started to pull back, it, it, it reignited so you don't get them off your radar. So, how do you find those stocks? Like, what is the radar? So, let me pull the screen up.
0: Well, so, whatever your system is, you need to stay consistent. So, if you're using daily charts to get in, you need to use daily charts to yeah. get out. If you're using weekly, to get in, you need to use weekly to get out.
2: Yeah, you got to whatever whatever chart, whatever time frame you took the trade on, manage on that time frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. that, that's that's the, yep. the easiest way to so. So uh, in my inbox, like the like the stock like the stock fairy showed up and dropped off a moving average stack scan. Now I've had a couple of these scans that I've created, but um, I wanted to share the one that was sent to me uh, and and show you some of the 200 results. Right. I'm not going to go through 200 stocks.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Thank you. Thank you. What I'm (laughs) going to do, and uh, I'm going to continue, I'm going to go a little bit more in depth. What I am going to do, though, is on my uh, Wednesday night video, on the 29th video, the video for... uh, Tonight. Yeah, tonight. But it'll it'll, it'll be for the 30th. But on our website, it'll show as posted on the 29th. Okay. Um, I'm going to go a little bit more in depth into my trading plan for 2022. And I'm going to go into the stocks that appear on the screen because it's super interesting to me, uh, and and I'll show you this. Uh, so you, all you do is you pull this up. You, I have it uh, lilac to lilac here, and so I'll start with Airbnb. And I'm starting from a weekly, year-to-date time frame. Okay, so time frame, year-to-date, weekly. Okay, I've got my things linked up here, and all you do is you start. Is that a setup? Is that a setup? We'll go a little bit more in depth. Like this AIG, something to watch potentially. Uh, But as I get to, um, let me see. I'm going to try to get down to BP. There we go. BP. That's a setup. Well, why is BP a setup? This is the heads up. You got the heads up, 8-5 cross. Okay. You're now, uh, you're waiting for the 5 to come through the 8. You've got the 8, the 21, the 34. VP is a setup like right now. Is it actionable right now? No. And by the way, to those listening right now, these videos are for what? Why is it not actionable? What? Well, hold on, Danny. Okay. Let me give the disclaimer that these videos are for your edification purposes only. Education. Never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, ever to be misconstrued as advice. If you want to buy advice, seek advice. Stick the man in the red mock turtleneck. <laughs> otherwise known as stocky claws. It's
0: a good color. <laughs> stocky claws.
2: Yeah. I like that. It's so <laughs> delivering late gifts to the people. That's right. So, well, why is it not actionable right now? It, I want to see a little bit more uh, coming off the 21. You're down here at 29. 29, let's see, 20, what is the, the pink line here? I can't get it. I want to see it more. Let me show you on the daily chart why it's not actionable. Just yet. So change it to a daily. and I'm going to zoom in here. I want to you see, see this this line right here, Danny, on the daily chart that 50 day that's above you, you're writing I, see I'm, that yeah. so the, the stock is capped by that right now and and well, Tim, why would it be capped by some imaginary line on the chart that that no one else can see right? like the market can't see that my lines on the chart. Why do they matter? It's algorithms. It'll go up there and probe it. And then that's
0: the red. That's a 50 day. Yeah, what is
2: that? It's a 50 day. Okay. It'll go up there and probe it. And so what you want to see, and as it develops on this weekly chart here, let me just, you'll see eventually that five will come through the eight. You'll start to challenge this. You'll start to challenge. You, can, you as soon as the five comes through the eight, you could start entering if you wanted to. And then if you take that level out right there, now you're probably off to 30, 29. Okay. You got 30, 29 now you've got a now you've got something and so like how do you get could but it could look at the far left side of my chart here this white that white bar could have been the warning you got some and then it just started crossing this is why you need rules like you don't know that it's just going to but it, it it's just going to base like this it could do this white bar warning and then start start making its ascent
0: the white bar is the warning or the white bar is the cross 521 it had
2: it had a it had a it had a warning okay.
0: or it had a it had a cross okay but
2: I'm seeing how it develops this week. You could be in this
0: right now. I, I, no, but I'm just saying the yeah. white bar is the cross is yeah, it's, it's starting actual, to set yeah, up.
2: Yeah. Got it. But yeah. with the weekly chart, right. you're in no rush. Right. With the It's weekly, not as timely. No. You, okay. you, it gives you time to breathe. It gives right. you time to think. And then, like, there are some great stocks with some great weekly uh, white bars. And, um, like, Tesla. Sorry. So, look, this is we're still on a weekly chart. And And look at what Tesla did. It danced. like there was no rush here, but once it once it finally started to find its footing here and wasn't it didn't close below it closed below the twenty one there. You got another white bar, and then away you go. So it, it, the strategy begs you to do a couple things. It begs you to be a little bit patient. It begs you to have have rules in place that keep you in the trade, get you out of the trade. It, and it begs you uh, and you could you could if you don't like using moving averages, look this we'll set this to a weekly this is still tesla we'll set it to a weekly here and you never look at tesla never closes below this negative 1 atr here you know and there's the mean or the 21 as long as you're above that negative 1 you're golden like there's no there's no rush and and that price is like 7 what is the price here i got to get it it's 58600 like that, you're getting that price bar somewhere around seven hundred, seven twenty, I believe. That that white bar. That's a great trade, but you got it. You got to be willing to get into it, but you got to be willing to get into it from a point of, like a point of strategy.
0: A good buy point. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. And so for me, I'm I'm going to be trading triggers. I want moving average stack. Mm-hmm. I want. Um, I'm going to trade more weekly charts than daily charts. Mm-hmm. And I want to be in trades a little bit longer. I don't, you know, if they hit quick, oh, no one's complaining. Yeah, yeah, then it's like, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I want to let the market work itself out because this, this market is, uh, I think, is frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, three, three strong days. Like, the market's just mellowing out here. But um, you're, not, you're not really making, pretty, you're hitting new highs. It's weird. You're, like, you're hitting new highs, but I don't feel like you're making much progress. And so uh, I think uh, what what cures that, by the way, is sharp pullback,
0: mm-hmm. and, and you touch it again, pull yeah, back, touch yeah. it again,
2: pull back. Get, get, get a sharp pullback, and then find your entry. So,
0: but but uh, let me put the Tim Turp on real yeah. quick. So for using the weekly charts, that's a longer term strategy. Yeah. So if you're not wanting to, don't have time to watch it as much, or you, you just want less trading, it, it. But you're gonna have to deal with a, a, a bigger drawdown if it happens to happen. Less trading, bigger drawdown. Well, hang on. It, on the shorter term, on mm-hmm. the daily charts, you're going to have much more trading because you'll get in and out more, but you'll have more, you'll have a I, little bit more whipsaw, but you'll have less drawdown. And it, and, and, and you may get shaken out a little bit early where you make some money, but you don't get as big of gains. I
2: disagree on the drawdown on the weekly slightly. If you buy with a trigger like a 5-8, like at the, around the mean, mm-hmm. if you're buying around the mean, um, I don't I don't think the drawdowns that if you're buying extended from the mean, no matter if you're on a daily chart or a weekly chart, your drawdown will be greater as most things pull back to the mean.
0: Right. right. But if it starts to go up and then it rolls over to go down, yeah. it takes longer to trigger a weekly moving average. Than by definition, yeah. Then it does it, a daily, and that's what I'm going to cover. I mean, that's in just
2: mathematics, and that's what I'm going to cover in tonight's video, like yeah. in the follow one. Yeah. Well, what are your what are your profit? Like, where where do you take? Where do you end the trade? Where do you get out? Well, that's the yeah yeah like where but, where yeah. where is your proactive uh profit taking, or more importantly, where are you stopping out? And that's what I'm going to cover tonight mm-hmm. a little bit more in depth because mm-hmm. I think that.
0: And by the way, there's a couple different ways to do that in that one is strictly defensive, so you protect capital, and one is proactively harvesting profits, and you don't have to do them all, but like like you said, if it gets extended, Mm -hmm. but you still want to give that stock room to run, maybe you take half off or a third off and then let, you know.
2: And so the way the markets are presented to you, the way the markets are presented to people through media that you buy and you hold and they and you're not he, you you might hear about the big losers this year like more people spend more time on the winners i find they don't spend as much time on the losers i don't think you have to hold ford forever like holding ford was a losing proposition for
0: years no oh, yeah
2: so was and, microsoft for yeah. 18 years microsoft's yeah. dead money and so right like you don't there you don't have to just buy and hold to get these kind of returns you can buy and, and I think have less risk if you, uh, I mean, so, some people say actively manage like they say uh, a cuss word. And I, I don't think of that as the case. Like an actively managed is so many things to so many different people. Like, you know, 10 trades a year. Well, for,
0: people tend to think of day trading as actively. Yeah, and right. it's not. It, oh, yeah,
2: right. And so I think of actively managing as having. having Making an, adjustments when well, necessary. Well, having a strategy that, get, that finds you the stock. Having a strategy that that identifies how you why you would get into it. For me, I'm, I'm explaining that's the 5 a cross, and then I'm going to put it together tonight with okay. Well, what would that look like all together with combining? Now uh, we got the trigger to get into the chart, or the stock. How do you get out of it? Mm-hmm. Like anybody can get you into a stock. It's how do you get out of it? <laughs> mm. and
0: and uh, do your bill o'neill impression i uh, love that I love, yeah, anybody can. oh yeah bill
2: that was like one of the first things bill said to me i was sitting in his office and he and he goes you know anybody can get you into a snog team who can get you out
1: <laughs> you're so lucky to have sat down with that guy oh right. it, it i don't it, think it, people the listeners may not know who that is
2: yeah uh, who is bill o'neill oh uh yeah. one one of the greatest investors to ever live uh mm. still walks there us out um Bill uh, and I didn't know it at the time. I fell in love with IBD. Um, to, I don't even know if I want to tell the story, but I, 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 maybe on another time. Investor business. Yeah, daily. and so uh, I was fortunate enough to have written a letter. Uh, Bill answered it and uh, hired me, and then everything yeah, out of right, the Marines. Yeah, oh, wow. right, right out of the Marine Corps. And so Bill O'Neill was one of the great. And that,
0: and thus was Tim's transition from manual labor to using his cerebrals. Yes,
2: yes, very much <laughs> so. Ah, the office job, yeah. And, and by the way, the stock nerd that sent the screen to me, I, I met him in Boston uh, when, I, when I was working for IBD. Uh, I met him mm. at, a, I think I was hosting the event. Not 100% sure. But uh, I, met him, I met him up there in Boston when he lived up there. But the, look, you need, it, it's a couple components that you, that you have to arm yourselves with. And it, it, because I think what happened last year to a bunch of folks and this is just anecdotal, right? Because of the way people write to me or the way or, or DM me and whatnot. That whole trading um, explosion happened at the beginning of the year with GameStop and mm-hmm. um, uh, AMC and whatnot. And I think it just threw people. You know, because everybody was—if everybody's, you remember that E Trade commercial mm-hmm, in the sure, early two thousands?
0: Sure. I got money coming out the wazoo. And then well, there was a big dichotomy last year yeah. during COVID. Yeah, because you had the COVID stocks like Peloton that did yeah. great, and then you had these other conventional stocks—quote conventional stocks—they got it hammered. And then this year, you just kind of the opposite. But you know?
2: but um, the AMC's and the and, and the Game Stops, I believe, threw everybody off. Mm-hmm. And I think that this what I just described will allow you to weather any FOMO storm. And like, hey, did the stock appear on my screens? Okay, great. You're going to miss some trades. Like you have to be okay with missing out of some trades. You have to be okay with not being in the, the chat room trades or the water cooler trades mm-hmm, or, or the things that people are talking about.
0: You're not always going to be right. You don't have to, like yeah. we say, you don't have to touch all the water. No, you don't have to touch
2: all the water. Like you just just trade. Like just, just have something like, and every day ask yourself, is the reason for being if you like, let's say you entered Ford, like is the reason for or BP or whatever, is the reason for being in this trade still valid? If the answer is yes, you're still in the trade. If the answer is no, then you have to question why are you still in it, and then that becomes the psychology of the trade. Mm-hmm. And and look, all these lessons I talk about are hard learned on my own. You gotta you gotta lose your own money to figure it out. You know, like <laughs> you, like that's why I like I like listening to other people's tales about it, but eventually it comes down to you stepping into the arena and putting systems in place that help protect you from whether it's yourself or other market forces. And so I could tell you mm-hmm. that I think a, a nice swift correction is going to come probably the third week of January. I believe it. Whether it comes or not, I don't know. Uh, I think that it's interesting that staples are leading right now in December. And
0: staples continue to lead, that's not a Super bullish <clears throat> sign. Uh,
2: right. I think it's really dangerous that we have the potential for Uh, the interest rates in 2022 to ebb higher just naturally through actions of the Fed with lower growth. I think it's a warning that you shouldn't just trade on logic. I think your logic sucks. I think applying logic to the markets. Logic is great in hindsight to the markets, but there's no reason with (laughs) with the great opening that American Airlines is one of the dumpiest stocks man has invented. Like these airlines should be trading better, and they're not. But travel's going to open up. It's this is just uh, this chart isn't just the latest variant of this mutating virus. This chart is awful, and it's been awful. And this this it's is hard not, to
1: pay for jet fuel. It, 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 it doesn't matter what it of, is. Uh, it's the it's labor to get that jet fuel there. There's a lot of things going on. This, Their margins are squeezed. These are labor costs,
2: and yeah, labor cool. is labor is not going down so once you pay somebody something an hour that is now their worth
0: well well forget all but, but yeah. what you're saying is look you've got energy costs going up yeah. their cost of fuels going up yeah. the cost of labor is going up and fear about the new COVID variant and, <clears throat> and canceling flights it's a perfect storm but that's beside the point you'll see all that on the chart before in real time but while it's happening or before that's exactly the point like yeah. if
2: you bought the airlines in 2021 thinking Logic. Where are where are you? Like I, I Man, think, had a few good months, and then, and, sh- and and that's why I I think screening is so important. There are charts on this. There are there are stocks on this screen. I'm trying to find one though. Like I Look don't go to
1: AutoZone. Know. Go to AZO. One second. I don't Look know what thing. Camco. I would have is. Never guessed that a- oh, is AZO, AutoZone on AutoZone. this list? Uh, yeah, I saw okay. it before.
2: Let's do it. Like. You don't, don't apply logic. Look at this don't, thing. don't even try to think <laughs> about... It's a monster. Try, don't even try to think about it, but it's extended. The, the
1: beauty of Yeah, it, no, I'm not saying yeah. by here. I'm just saying yeah. logic, I would have never guessed. Oh, you know what I mean? I thought they right. would have been hurting. Well, with like, hindsight, you can think,
0: look, it's so hard to find new cars or yeah. even new cars. You got to fix the car you got. Yeah, or, or like, look, yeah. Aflac
2: is on this list, AFL. Well, mm-hmm. more, more people clearly are... Uh, not going to get hurt because Nick Saban's pimping uh, <laughs> Aflac, and so they're not going to have to pay out. By the way, this this chart right you don't here. You know what? want one of those blue jacket, powder blue
0: jacket? Is it powder blue? Uh, it's, it's, Bay- it's Deion really, Sanders. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, yeah, Nick yeah. Saban.
2: There are a couple winners probably. This is a beautiful chart. Man, mm-hmm. is a good looking chart. Look at this. Trying, trying. He sponsored
1: come. by them now. He got a he.
2: Deion, Deion is part of the Aflac world. Yeah, he man.
3: he joined Nick. Yep. Yeah,
2: he well Nick finally uh, gave him a blue jacket if you've following the commercials. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a beautiful looking chart. And so um, don't, don't assume. I think that, that is so apropos for 2022 that if you've got your setup, moving average stack, uh, I need a trigger, I need a place to go find these names, and then, and then away you go. And then, look, there's going to be a deep pullback in 2022 at some point. And you're not going to have, I'm not, I'm not going to have, the luxury of this beautiful moving average stack and some stocks that I want, and then, but you have to have confidence in your ability to say, okay, this is not working out, this isn't working out. Event, you got to be able to fly the aircraft here.
0: Can't pay to be right.
2: Yeah, and so, you still can apply the things that you're you're doing, like trigger event. Um, are, am I above or below the 21? Like there's a lot of things that you can apply, but if your structure come, you know, if 80% and ninety, eighty-five 85% of your trades come from the structure, then you start playing jazz between the notes. And then the whole world I believe unlocks for you, but I'll be trading a ton less. And um, I'll, I'll keep people abreast of how it's going. But like, I, I really like, we'll see if it works out like this Amazon chart on um, this. is Look at this weekly chart of Amazon. Um, Super interesting to me. This is just one big consolidation. Is it lagging? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it. it it's it, it's just consolidating, and so uh, the, these these they'll get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter until and, and so one of two things happens. If the Nasdaq wants to move higher, uh, Amazon most likely la- you know will move will move with it, and this thing just explodes, or uh, or.
0: But you haven't got your pitch yet. You haven't got nope. the
2: cross. No, you just okay. you're just waiting for the pitch. Just wait for the pitch. And by the way, God, heaven forbid, I introduce a monthly chart. But like, I mean, look at that. <laughs> That's just that 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 kind of consolidation. When I see that, you have to understand. Hey, Scott O'Neill explained this to me once, and it, it just it unlocked it for me. And so, um, I was with Scott, and I don't know if it was in his office or what, but we were talking, and. He said, do you know how that happens? I was like, that's a really beautiful consolidation on some chart. And he goes, do you know how that happens? They're not selling the shares, the people that matter. Like, what do you mean? He goes, well, I mean, there's all this buying and selling going on, but you have to understand how stocks are bought and sold by the institutions. There's a buyer out there, right? So the portfolio manager, whether she or he's doing it themselves or they've got a, they got, you know, they give limits out there like I'm going to buy. Okay, this, this is my high, this is my low. I need an average price of, I'm making this up, I need an average price of $33.50 uh, when you're done. So they figure out, where can we buy it? You know, it drifts up. Well, what causes the stock to drift lower? The absence of buyers. When I say that, I have a feeling like Absence either. of institutional buyers. Absence, abs- yeah, absence of buyers. So the buyers disappear, and the stock just drifts a little bit lower until it gets in range, and then they step in. This is one big institutional base right here. And I'm just waiting. I mean, it's no point. Like, look, it just gets up to these highs, and then you think it's going to go? No. I think it's going to go? No. So, all right, Danny's telling me to wrap it up. What's your, Danny, let me turn it we, over. We,
0: we, we, we've done that. We, we, you made your point. Let's go. All right. <laughs> And that, I want to and, talk about the Fed, man. Go ahead,
2: Danny. Oh, Let's golly. go. Danny needs some Danny time. Go I need some Danny time. Yeah, yeah. Give it to the uh, Fed. What's your...
0: You were asking me what you think they should do, because we have a little bit of a disagreement. Because, see, I believe the Fed causes all these problems, sure, along with Congress. And so it's their loose money and their loose policies, begin with that causes these bubbles. And then if you try to tighten when you have inflation or when you have devaluation or, you know, whatever the problem is... Or you're not getting the growth that you think you should out of the stimulus you're putting in there, then how do you unwind it? And there, therein lies the problem. There you can't. It, you, it's once you leverage works both ways, you really can't unwind it. So when you said there was going to be no stimulus this next year, I I realized what you meant was to the individuals right. and the people and the companies not the fed. The fed is still going to do stimulus. They said they're just going to do half as much buying, which is still 60 billion dollars with a b a month. So if you if you if you multiply that that's still over half a trillion dollars right a year in bond support, in interest rate support. And then they said they're going to raise interest rates a couple times in 2022, a couple t- three times in 2022 if things hold, mm-hmm. uh, a couple times in 2023, and then two more times in 2024. They can't even forecast three months out, so all of that is total fantasy. The the couple interest rate hikes in 2022 are close enough in that those are probably on the table, and they had kind of already said it out loud. And so it's going to be really hard to not do it now because then it'll really spook the markets. So I do think they are going to raise rates, a token, a couple times in in this year. And they should, by the way. So if you're asking me what they should do, you were talking about negative interest rates in Europe or wherever. We are actually the most fiscally responsible central bank in the world at this point, which that's a really low bar Mm -hmm. because they're all just printing money and buying assets to help support the markets. But if we're the most fiscally conservative, the most uh the big the adult in the room, are it's going to attra- it's actually a strong dollar. Everybody thinks a weaker dollar is great for the economy. That's 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 the what they teach you today in the last 20 years, that's what they teach in 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 the in the colleges and universities and in MBA schools and stuff that's actually not true. Weaker dollar gives a little boost in the arm, gives you a little shot in the short run. But a strong currency in the long run actually entices people to invest there. It brings money from overseas and capital uh, investment in your own country because if you've got a stronger currency or a stronger economy, a, a more conservative place somewhere else to invest, like you said, money will flow where people think they can make a decent return. Right now, People are buying our treasury bonds from overseas because they're getting a negative, literally a negative return elsewhere, which is still hypothetical. So nobody really knows what's going to happen. So even though our interest rates are very low, you can still get some interest here. And remember, there's lots of, 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 of different kinds of institutional money that has to have fixed income. They can't have all equity. So the Fed being a little bit more hawkish, if that's the term we want to use, or a little bit more conservative, is actually good longer term for our markets. Would it cause a little bit of a hiccup? Maybe. Mm -hmm. If they do it slowly, though, which I guarantee you they're going to try because they don't want to upset the apple cart. If they do it slowly, I think the economy can absorb it. I think the really the black swan or the really thing that we got to worry about is China. I talked about that on last week's show about all their real estate problems there. They're having a major real estate bubble. And whether they can paper over it by printing money or not, it still remains to be seen. So our our markets and our economy is the strongest in the world right now. And so there's no reason to have money like if you got the those pie charts, asset allocation, I wouldn't be having emerging market or international exposure because why would you? If you can get paid, because you got more risk over there. You only not only have their return risk, then you got the currency translation risk. So you got two forms of risk if you can make more money here. But as long as our, as long as they do taper this gradually, it will be, I think will be okay. Now, the, the big question is, does inflation keep running, and part of that is the supply chain issue, which really has nothing to do with the supply chain. It's because uh, environmental th- uh, rules in California literally took half the trucks off the road this year. So l- over half the, the the trucks cannot move product from the docks to through California, and so that really is the the biggest. Glitch. So that coupled with money printing, which is what real inflation is, is causing prices to rise significantly. Mm -hmm. If they can get a handle on that, then I think we'll be okay. Now, here's the funny thing. The Treasury expects 2.6 inflation next year. Right now, we got 7, 8%. So how do they expect to cut that by 6, 7% without really raising interest rates one and a half, two percent
2: I, I know what you're saying, but percentage-wise, to go from 7% to 2% or 2.5% is percent. a huge
0: decline. That's what I'm saying. That's fa- they're, is, they're, it, is it over 100%? <laughs> yeah. But I, seriously, that's like a 60%, like 70%, 70% drop in inflation right now, and they think they're going to pull it off. Well, first of all, remember their target rate was 2%, yeah. and they hit 8 So obviously they have no clue. I mean, they've already proved over And it's not just this year. It's not last year. They caused the economic crisis in 2008. Greenspan caused the tech wreck bubble in 2000. They've been causing these boom and buff cycles. I'm sorry. They need to be more stable and quit trying to manipulate the economy. The economy is a wonderful mechanism and self-adjusting regulator of itself. I mean, you need enough you know regulation, so that you don't have a bunch of cheaters, or you know you're fairly environmentally friendly, all that kind of stuff. I get that, but with them because they always stimulate, but they never slow things down until it's too late. Right. That's the problem, because they like they like they they want the punch bowl, and so they let inflation get out of hand, and then once it's way out of hand, then they try to pull it back. Well, by that time it's too late. So they've got a they've got a tough uh year in 2022 but if you're asking me what the right approach is what they said is the right approach unless you i mean really the right thing to do is being even more aggressive and raise rates quicker and taper more more quickly the problem is you'll cause a market correction or even a bear market with that and they don't want to do that um
2: that gives them the cover they do that that gives them the cover to stop raising rates stop tapering
0: uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. China may be the excuse they need to stop tapering. Maybe. But yeah. but 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 the whole point is, um, and and getting back to your stock thing real quick, the consumer discretionary normally wants to be outperforming the staples, right? And that hasn't been happening the last month or two, which you yeah. pointed out on those charts, Procter and Gamble and all yeah. those. And that's okay for a month or two because sometimes they get out of whack; they're not perfectly correlated in line but if that continues for the next two or three four months that's a bear that's not a good sign for the market that's a defensive posture yeah and so the question is is institutional money foreshadowing that or is this just a couple month anomaly that's something you need to pay attention to
2: very hard to tell
0: i tell you what we'll combine uh segments
2: here uh i'd like to know hunter if he has any uh, new year's resolutions and then uh whatever whatever you want to cover hunter
3: yeah so i actually um, I do have some New Year's resolutions, uh, um, trading resolutions. And I, honestly, Tim, mine are somewhat similar to yours. I think I could have traded less, but I think there's a lot of people that probably feel that way about this year just because there was a lot of really sharp moves down in individual stocks. Not, not, not necessarily so much the S&P uh, or the Dow, but I mean, there was a, a lot of individual stocks where you accumulated you know a 10% gain, say over two, three weeks a month. Uh, only to wake up and be down six, seven, eight percent in one day, so it's I think there's a lot of people that have probably been stopped out and chopped up or puked up some stuff that they in hindsight wish they wouldn't have uh, but I think those are really good, and I think looking at weekly charts, particularly this year, could have helped a lot of people uh, because there was some really extreme volatility on individual stocks, like I said, but if a lot of times when you pull it back to a weekly things uh, get put in a little bit more perspective for you. So I think those are two great ones, Tim. Uh, and I guess this kind of goes on the back of what you said, but buying right allows patience more often than not. And so what is buying wrong? Buying wrong is often FOMO. Buying when things are really extended just because it's going up, like buying Tesla when it was at 1200 just because it was breaking out. Uh, you know, those That would be characterized in my opinion as buying wrong Therefore, if a shakeout or a pullback comes, you're much more likely to get stopped out yourself. Um, So that's one for me is buying right allows patience. And for me as a personal investor and trader, there's a lot of times where I should have been more patient with the position I had. I ended up moving on or uh, selling it too early. And if I would have just gave it another week or two because it really didn't violate, you know, rules like it, it should have like it, for example, maybe something sliced through the 50, but it closed above it by the end of the day, things like that. Um, I think being patient can benefit a lot of people. And then this is one thing that I think pretty much everybody struggles with or or deals with. And that's not allowing your trading or investing or performance to severely alter impact your mood, uh, or how you go about your daily life and it's a really hard thing to do because if you're having a a tough time in the market it's hard not to be down on yourself If you're doing really well uh, you know you feel like you're on top of the world I think it's a constant battle for me is just trying to stay neutral and middle ground no matter if I'm you know up a ton on the day or having a bad day either way I think not allowing it to expand beyond your you know the trading hours of the market and really help you as well. And it's something that I have to work on. It's, it's hard not to, Tim, like you said, it, it can dominate your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's important to give your mind a break, I think. So I know those are not ticker symbols. It's not red meat, nope. but those, my those two cents here points. at the end of the year. Um, however, I do have some wonderful ticker symbols and some great research. And I actually did a screen myself What's to look here? at some some of the, the biggest winners of the year. I'm not going to go through all the, uh, the components of the screen uh, just for the sake of time on the show, but just what, what I was looking for was a couple of liquidity and price parameters, uh, relative performance to the S&P that's pretty much in line or greater than the S&P over the last six months or so, and then uh, price percentage return year to date, uh, as well as some sales parameters looking for companies with sustainable and accelerating sales growth and so I just wanted to share a couple of those tickers because I thought they might be names that you might not necessarily have thought would show up in the screen. So some of the strongest and the more extended. I'm going to start with four of these names. Uh, and Tim, if you can pull these up, that would be great. Alcoa is the first AA. Yep. So this is, has been one of the stocks in the market for the month of December, as you can see there. Uh, really, really strong move. Uh, we've also seen steel in general kind of start to shape up, and we know Alcoa has some different exposure uh, as opposed to like core and steel dynamics, and that's reflected in price. The second name, Tim, is CF. I've talked about this one a good bit, uh, very extended, as you can see. But this has been one of the strongest stocks in and what's crazy is if you look at the estimates for EPS growth on CF, the fundamentals here on some of these chemical agriculture names are just absolutely phenomenal. Um, So please go check those out if you have access to them. Really, really incredible revenue and EPS growth. Uh, TNDM is another one at the top of the list, not talked about very much, uh, but a diabetes supplies company. And I mean, just look at the chart. You've got some really great looking stuff out there. It's just maybe not the common stuff that you would think is like what we saw last year with some of that high beta stuff, like Tim mentioned with the kind of the explosion of GameStop in early January. Uh, and the last one from the, the big extended winners here, ON, on Semiconductor. Uh, so some other names here, just kind of outside of the normal names we talk about, I wanted to bring to you guys. And then I also, uh, as a part of this screen, I've got four names that are close to buyable points. So same screen, but not as extended, so closer to buyable points. Tim, when you pull up Zebra, Z-B-R-A these are these are constructive charts, too, is, is what I want to show you here is these are constructive Beautiful charts. Chart. There's not everything out there is looks bad like an Affirm or an Upstart or something. You know, there are constructive charts that might just be in names you're not as familiar with. Uh, Nucor, I mentioned the steel stocks are shaping up. Nucor has a really constructive chart, in my opinion, in UE. Uh, chevron that and another thing here in this screen a lot of oil stocks came up um and a lot of that has to do with they've had good performance to end to end the year but chevron has a nice looking chart and then lastly odfl old Old dominion freight line we've also seen the transportations etf old dominion uh, you can even pull up jbht uh so some non-conventional names non-growth names per se that actually have constructive looking charts. They've recovered nicely along with the markets after this recent sell-off. So um, just some non-conventional names there. And then I I do have a couple of more that I wanna show you, Tim, just two actually. Uh, First one is FCX. And I'd like this, if you could pull up copper as well, after we look at this, you can see the big move from FCX. Oh, I'm so sorry. A little bit of RS today. You're good, man, you're good. Copper futures,
2: let me do uh, FCX again.
3: So it looks like, uh, it looks like FCX is a little bit ahead of the copper futures, is that yep, right? That's correct. Okay, cool. Uh, and those, they, they they move pretty much in tandem for the most part. FCX and, and copper, very, very correlated. Uh, not exactly, but you if you own FCX, important to watch copper. And last one, Tim, Taiwan Semiconductor, ESM. Oh. Uh, nobody talks about this one really all that much either. It's not the sexy names like NVIDIA, AMD, Uh, what have you. But this, kind of like Amazon, this is a very big company, massive earnings, massive revenue. In my opinion, it looks like there's been some accumulation within the base, particularly over the last couple of months, starting to kind of shape up a little bit. Obviously, you want to see it get through that 142.2 high. uh, But I'm watching to see if it can clear the highs of this recent consolidation, the 125 to 130 area. So, One of the semiconductor names that hasn't really had the explosive moves uh, like some of these others have. But to me, I like the way the base looks kind of in the same way that you you liked Amazon, Tim. Mm -hmm. Sure, it's lagged, uh, but I see some positives in the way that it's setting up. All right. That's all I got, man. That's it. I know that. I feel like I just went through a lot, but hopefully that's that's some good stuff.
2: No, that's really good. Let's get to Alex. Alex, any New Year's resolution and uh, resolutions? And uh, what do you want to talk about today?
1: Yeah, mine's more option side stuff. Um, I noticed that when reviewing, do some post trade analysis. My first sale on my on any kind of option trade this year typically was my best one. So I made up a little slogan. It was, uh, "Don't trim small, trim all." Meaning, <laughs> just, take, just close the position out and take your profit. Um, things have been so volatile that if you're right on a trade and you're up 50%, 100%. Just, just get out, take the whole thing down. Don't try to squeeze more, more juice out of the orange. It, it, it typically doesn't usually work out that way. So, I would say that be an adjustment going into the new year is uh, the first sale. Just, just take it all. Uh, that's that for options. I think that's probably uh, some, some, some good advice as far as sell uh, discipline. Um, I was, I had a, a game plan going into today, but since. I, I wanna I wanna do a different approach for the viewers. If you could pull up Peton, Peloton, and go to January fourteenth of this year, this is a sell signal. Um, on the daily. There's a it's called a, a shooting star candle. And it's when the stock in the morning, let's say it opens up, breaks out to new highs, goes up a pretty good amount, and then reverses and closes near where it opened. That's called that, that wick above that small body that's called a shooting star and should be used as a signal that potentially the stock is topping. Uh, on the on the other side of things, the the buy side, uh, last week I noticed the Dow Jones put in, it's the opposite of a shooting star, it's called a hammer. If you could pull DIA or that, um, and it was – hit the 200 day moving average and i noticed uh keep going to the right no no this was yeah there there you go hit the 200 day moving average and the stop the the index closed near where it opened that's a very bullish sign um and that is called a hammer so you can look this up on investopedia.com and you can read more about this and how these work but Those are two contrarian indicators to help you maybe get into an early entry on a stock or an index, what have you, or get out. If you have a position and you get that nasty reversal after it breaks out to new highs, maybe you should take some down. Um, It's not foolproof, but i noticed that these can help you get in to a turnaround or a bounce, especially if a stock is bouncing off the – a major moving average like the 200-day. Actually, another hammer that I spotted was ITB. If you could pull up ITB, I'm pretty sure it put a hammer in off the 50-day. Yep, right there. See that, that wick below and then it closes with a small body? That's called a hammer. So I think the, these tools, this is all technical analysis stuff, but price action, you know, price pays. So this could really help for someone that is it more of a short-term, medium-term trader that uses daily charts? I think this could be added to your arsenal. Um, I really wanted to go over that today. I was going to sure. do a video on it, but I think this was a perfect scenario because we were going over so many charts. Uh, something different.
2: Perfect, man. I think that's great. All right. Uh, is that all you had, Alex? I'm sorry. I don't want to. That's it. Try. Awesome. Danny, uh, let's do the shorter of the two outros that you normally do. And then I've got one last thing. <laughs>
0: I didn't even know I had to. Folks, listen, if you like what you heard, please tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Just send them to revereasset.com. They can sign up for our daily market uh, uh, newsletter and our market insight video and this podcast. It'll get delivered right in their inbox. We won't reach out to them or spam them in any way. Uh, We will uh, respect their... Uh, it's up to them to reach out to us uh, if they want any questions, topics on the show. or just want a complimentary portfolio review. You can reach any of us at Dan at RevereAsset.com, Don at RevereAsset.com, Tim, Alex, or Hunter at RevereAsset.com. And you can always call us old school at 855-REAL-WEALTH. Before I forget, I do want to wish everybody sure. a safe and happy new year. Please drive safe on amateur night.
2: Be safe. Tim? Interesting little nugget here. Do you know, uh, like Elon Musk, I know you know this, Elon Musk has been selling off big chunks Mm -hmm. of stock and it always kind of makes the news. What I didn't know is this little nugget. Mark Zuckerberg sells stock every day. What? There you have it, yeah. Uh, Every day, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, on a program to diversify his holdings, sells a little bit of Facebook stock. So it, it... because what you run the risk of is when you go to sell, if an, an insider sells, what do they know yeah. something?
0: They've, no, they've got to file with the SEC. <clears throat> yeah, they've got so, to have, it's called program sales. They've yeah. got to do it either weekly, monthly, bi-weekly, daily. It's got to be a schedule. And they put it, they publish yeah. it, and give it to the SEC for approval. So to not run a foul. Yeah. Or, and, and, and so he can uh,
2: get his holdings diversified from just this one thing. Mm-hmm. A massive amount of Facebook stock.
0: Well, it also helps the way he's doing it, so it doesn't have a big price impact. You know, Elon Musk this last few months sold a big chunk of his Tesla stock, and that puts pressure on on Tesla
3: stock. That's why, I, yeah, he the, oh, yeah. yeah, he moved it. He moved this one. One of the reasons why
2: I, I yeah. put I put Tesla in there. Yeah, like it's down for the month. Yeah. And
0: uh, most of that is uh, well, uh, a lot of it. You don't know how much, but a lot, yeah, a lot is, of it is, is that, is, is pay that it
1: helps pay that eleven billion dollar tax, tax bill. Yeah, but yep. so Mark's eleven up. billion.
0: What? Yeah. And if you think that's bad, just think if Elizabeth Warren gets her way, where they just have a net worth tax, whether you bought it or sold it at all, you're just yeah. appreciates. Well, now you got to sell stock to pay the tax, and you're gonna that'll cause major I pressure. That. I, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think it, it will either. But
2: it's but, a market, and anything can happen. Yeah. But I thought it's super interesting. To, that uh, I wonder if more CEOs will adopt what Zuckerberg does. People can uh, shy Zuckerberg for all he wants, but that 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 approach to how you – because a lot of people don't realize it. Uh, there's a small window that Betsy uh, – Betsy. Uh, what is um, Bezos' wife's name? What is her name? Mackenzie. Uh, Mackenzie. Mackenzie Bezos. Uh, uh, they have a small window to sell. She's been selling a ton of stock, and right after earnings when she's allowed to do so, it lo- it's locked up for a period before earnings they've been selling stock. I mean, Bezos has to pay for those rockets. Right,
0: right. Well, if if that's why you need to go on a automated sale in advance with the SEC, you say, we're selling this much each two weeks or each month.
2: Yeah. Well, then you don't have the restrictions. If you've already pre-done it. They just do 10 B five
3: ones. Huh? They just do a 10 B five one, like Elon, or they can say if it touches this price within this date parameter, sell X amount of shares, they can, you can really kind of get fancy with it. So it's not like, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, I got a question about that proposal on the tax thing. Is that on real estate too? It's on anything. You mean, but, you mean Elizabeth Warren's yeah. thing on net worth? That's
0: yes. It's going to yeah. be on, it's just going to be your, appre- and that's the problem is with that. See, in the stock market, you've got a, a real live price, a bid and ask every minute with real estate. If there hadn't been a sale in two, who gets to decide how much that's appreciated? That's very subjective. So illiquid too. How yeah, that's like, Well, that's it? the reason it's, yeah. yeah. Well, whether you have collectibles
2: at home, uh, baseball cards, yeah. uh, muscle cars, yeah. uh, a lot of them. We things. have list, you know. We have yeah. list. And, you know, it's the old <laughs> adage. Think, think about it. With um, you know, <laughs> your tax appraiser thinks your home's worth a lot more than, than
0: well. That, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, you'll. Yeah. yeah. All right, folks. Well, listen. It's been a great uh, uh, show. It's been a great year. Hopefully, you guys have a great New Year. <laughs>
2: I've said it's gonna. It's been a great show. So it was. <laughs> it, it, great it was show. a I <laughs> thought it was good. I yeah, thought yeah, it, was yeah, good.
0: Yeah, it was good. <laughs> listen again. Drive safe, and we'll talk to you in the New Year on your money.